Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and 10-year-old co-host, Emilio. Hello! Emilio just enjoyed his milestone 10th birthday, and we wish him a happy birthday here on the podcast. Uh, we're back to uh, uh, recap uh, some of the biggest storylines from the last week of NBA action since we last recorded on uh, Sunday, January 3rd. We're recording again this Sunday, January 10th, and we'll be talking about uh, this past week of action. Mills, uh, without further ado, what's uh, jumped out at you from the past week? Well, some of the career highs with Gordon Hayward scored 44. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I personally thought uh, it's a little surprising to me that Gordon Hayward uh, set a career high with 44 points. I guess it's not that shocking, but uh, I don't know. I think my guess he would have scored a little more than that at some point. Yeah, he is, like, not amazing. I mean, he's not, like, one of, like, like the top 20 players in the league. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's getting paid extremely well right now by the Hornets. He's, uh, you know, worked his way into some uh, excellent contracts in his career and has been a really productive player, but never, like, a top scorer. So, I mean, I, I guess, uh, you know, 44 is a lot of points. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's a great job by Gordon Hayward, obviously, a guy who's overcome uh, some serious injury issues in his past, and uh, it's yeah. pretty cool to see him succeeding, and uh, it, there's some exciting stuff happening with that uh, Hornets team right now. We'll get to some more of that in a yeah. little bit. Exactly. So let's talk about some other uh, career highs that jumped off the page uh, from this past week. Well, yeah, um, Tyrese Maxey scored 39 as a rookie. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, this guy is only ten games into his NBA career, and this and he's uh, jumping off the page with a thirty-nine point performance. Yeah, I mean, Sixers very shorthanded with only like seven players. Yeah, it was a really unusual game. I mean, I think we're going to see more of this over the course of the season. We'll get to some of the other uh, coronavirus-related news, but the uh, the Sixers playing extremely shorthanded last night. Only seven players overall, and some really shocking or eye-popping uh, minute totals as a result. Oh, yeah. I mean, now we got Isaiah Joe with 44 minutes, or like almost 45. He only missed like three minutes. Yeah, some wild minute totals. I mean, Dakota Mathias, a guy who, uh, you know, I only barely have learned that he's in the league. And a rookie, I mean, with, uh, you know, uh, posting 41 minutes and uh, at a start in this game that they really never had a chance in uh, playing against the uh, the Nuggets. Um, but uh, definitely a, uh, a career day for uh, Tyrese Maxey and one that might remain one for quite some time. Got up sure. 33 shots in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. It really is. So, uh, yeah, 39 points, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals for Tyrese Maxey. Uh, you know, that might be his uh, career game for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some other uh, career games from this week. There were some good ones. Well, there was Bradley Beal with um, a career high of 60. Yeah, really impressive stuff. I mean, this guy can really fill it up, as you like to say. Yeah, I saw it on the um, TV yesterday. 101 points in their last three games, but he sat out one of them. So 101 points in two games. Yeah, playing against the uh, the Sixers and the Celtics this week. 60-point uh, game and then a 41-point game right after that. Saw something yesterday about how uh, in his last – Nine, I think, 40-point uh, games, Bradley Beal. The uh, Wizards have lost, which is the longest streak ever for 40-point uh, games. Yeah, tied with um, Walt Bellamy. Yeah, Walt Bellamy, and I think Wilt was up there as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably a function of uh, Bradley Beal being a tremendous scorer and playing on some pretty bad teams. So, uh, He's only played on one team. 
Exactly, but some pretty bad uh, Wizards teams and teams yeah. that uh, you know give up a lot of points. So his uh, forty points or forty plus points only goes so far when uh, the team is and giving 60 up points. a ton of points. Yeah, I mean it's t- tough to lose a game in which you score sixty, but uh, you know I watched a bunch of that one. He uh, he had fifty seven points actually through three quarters and then kind of sputtered to a uh, to a sixty point total at the finish. But um, guy's an incredible scorer. I mean, what, what what can you say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he hasn't had. A- Game under twenty points so far this season. Yeah, really Im- impressive stuff out of uh, out of Bradley Beal to be sure. He hasn't had a game under twenty eight or twenty seven. He's twenty seven in his lowest scoring game, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Also wanted to mention uh, Luka Doncic's performance uh, over the course of the past week. A little bit of a slow start for Luka, you might say, uh, prior to uh, prior to that, but. Um, you want to say something? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. I just wanted to mention one more um, career high. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. With Steph with 62. I was trying to save that one for last. Oh, sorry. I thought we – yeah. Go, go for it. Yeah. Um, Steph had 62 in that um, – which was ridiculous in that one game against the Blazers. Too bad it was the Blazers. But, um, yeah, I mean, he just went off in that game. Um, five rebounds, four assists, and – 62 points. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, hit uh, hit eight three-pointers, eight out of 16 from three, eight, 18 out of 19 from the line. Uh, highly efficient game from Steph, as you would expect. Yeah, 62 points is a lot. I mean, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who's capable of uh, really filling it up. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me any, any given game if he hit, you know, 13 threes or something like that. Really? I mean, well, I mean, that would obviously be on the high end, but, I mean, he's capable of it. So, I mean, you know, you could imagine him getting a point total way, way up there. But uh, 62 is, uh, is, is way, way up there, I, I would say. For sure. Yeah, the high, highest point total in the NBA this season to date. But still, people have gotten high up there, I mean, with 30, I mean, with 60. Yeah, absolutely. Bradley Bill uh, right right on his heels there. Uh, so as I was saying, just want to mention uh, Luka Doncic as well from this past week. Uh, a couple of triple doubles uh, in, in the past week, including uh, one with 33 points, 16 rebounds, and 11 assists against the Rockets uh, back on, on the 4th. Uh, I mean, Luke, obviously an MVP candidate and a guy you would expect to put up a lot more triple doubles over the course of the season. But, uh, yeah, he's getting it rolling. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't stop Luca. No, a lot of turnovers this week, though. Uh, eight, eight and six in the uh, the three games that he played. But, uh, you know, when you're handling the rock as much as Luca is, uh, that, that kind of thing is going to happen if you're just looking at a couple of games here and there. For sure. And, I mean, how many points is he having so far this season? Uh, let's, uh, let's have a look at that. He's averaging 26.6 points per game so far this season. I mean, his numbers across the board are, are, are phenomenal. 26.6 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 8.3 assists. Oh, yeah. That's looking Fantastic stuff out of him. And I, I know you wanted to mention a particular uh, matchup that uh, that he was involved in where uh, he and Nikola Jokic uh, kind of mirrored one another in some respects. Yeah, so in, um, in Mavericks, um, in Mavericks Nuggets the other day, um, uh, Luka Doncic and uh, Nikola Jokic scored 38 points, which is pretty ridiculous. And it went to OT, and the Mavericks ended up winning by seven. But Nikola Jokic's stat line was 38 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. And Luka Doncic's stat line was 38 points. Three, 13 assists and nine rebounds. I mean, those are some ridiculous games from the two, from those two players. And yeah, I mean, 
had to mention it. Yeah, it's uh, d definitely notable and, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, same number of points on each side, a high number like that definitely uh, definitely stands out. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, let, let's get into talking about uh, one of the uh, one of the premier young players in the league who's really uh, made a name for himself this uh, this past week or really asserted himself on the league scene. Let's talk a little bit about Lamelo Ball. Yeah, Mello. That's what says his nickname. Ooh, actually, um, his full name is Lamelo La France Ball. Yes, we are looking at the Basketball Reference page. He's uh, we we appreciate Basketball Reference. Uh, so let's talk about the couple of games from this week. He had a, a game uh, yesterday in which he got a triple-double, and the day before that, he almost had a triple-double. Yeah, I mean, 22 points, 12, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. The youngest player in NBA history to score, I mean, to get a triple-double. But in the game before that, he had 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and 12 points. So some pretty nice games from the level. Absolutely. I mean, really, uh, you know, the Hornets have won their last three games as well. So it, it's been a pretty impressive stretch here for LaMelo and the Hornets. A lot of reason to uh, to feel good about what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, not great that he didn't score any points in his first game, but. Yeah, it seems like a long time ago already, honestly. I mean, he's yeah. you know, he, his shot has looked pretty confident. I mean, you know, 9 out of 13 shooting in this most recent game. I and mean, there were a lot of questions about his shot coming into the league, but yeah. he's looked pretty good from three. I mean, he's, yeah. you know. Three of five from three. This most recent game, yeah, and he's shooting 35% from three on the season so far, so definitely early returns looking terrific for uh, for LaMelo Ball, and you, you wonder whether uh, the uh, Timberwolves and uh, Warriors aren't regretting their uh, their decisions at uh, picks number one and two in this past draft. Yeah, I think the Timberwolves probably should have took that. Yeah, I think that, that definitely was, uh, was was a thought that was out there, so uh, yeah, we'll obviously see how that plays out over the course of the rest of the season. But, but Anthony um, Edwards has played pretty nice, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's contributed so far. So let's uh, let, let's keep moving here. I wanted to mention uh, a couple of other notable performances that have jumped out at me in the early part of the season. Uh, C.J. McCollum. I mean, this guy is uh, is averaging almost twenty eight points per game. I know I know it's early, nine games in, but uh, really has upped his uh, usage from three point range and his effectiveness. Oh, for sure, I think so too. Yeah, he's uh, now taking 11 threes per game and making almost five of them uh, on average. Wow, this is that's a, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's a big jump up. I mean, uh, last year was the most uh, threes per game he had shot previously. It was at 7.3, so getting up to 11 is really substantial. And uh, he's hitting uh, over 44% of the threes he's taken so far, which really helps to account for uh, that high points per game average so far this season. Yeah, I mean, 27.9. It's, uh, it's, it's impressive stuff. Paul George as well. I mean, shooting incredibly well from three. He's at 50% right now from three on 74 attempts. So, I mean, obviously not going to keep that up all season. Oh, wait. He might. He might, but almost certainly not because that's never been done. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people break records all the time, like a little ball. It's true. I mean, it's not that it's impossible to shoot 50% on threes over the course of a season. It's just the kind of volume that uh, Paul George is shooting them. It would be pretty shocking, but you never know, as you say. Uh, Paul George, uh, you know, early uh, MVP candidate with uh, shooting like that. So uh, we'll see if he's able to keep it up. As I'm second Smith says. Yeah, we were watching a little uh, NBA TV segment last night where uh, Seku Smith was uh, discussing his uh, his top five choices for uh, MVP so far. And we'll, we'll actually get back to our own uh, thoughts on that later in this episode. Um also wanted to mention Miles Turner. You now, Miles Turner having an incredibly impressive start 
from a uh, blocks perspective in particular. Now, he's up over four blocks per game right now in the early part of the season. That's a number that hasn't been reached since uh, my guy, hardcore 55-er Dikembe Mutombo back in 95-96 when he averaged uh, 4.49 blocks per game. This is a remarkable season from uh, from Miles Turner so far. Obviously, early days, but you know if you're uh, blocks per game get you in the uh, class of Dikembe Mutombo, uh, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Also, um, just want to mention David Robinson has done 4.49 blocks a game, and so Akeem Olajuwon and Dikembe Mutombo another time have gotten up over four blocks a game. Oh, and um, Mark Eaton, sorry. Um, he has um, had 5.56 blocks per game on the Utah Jazz in 1984-85. Yeah, I mean, there have been there have been some great shot blockers in NBA history, to be sure. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen anyone doing it at quite the level that Miles Turner is in, uh, you know, 25 years. So, yeah. no, notable, to be sure. And we'll see, uh, we'll see whether he's able to keep that going for much longer. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep moving along here. Why don't we, uh, why don't we get to talking about, uh, Jeremy Grant, guy's off to a terrific start for the Pistons. A lot of questions about whether uh, it made sense to sign him to the contract that he got, uh, a three-year, $60 million deal from the uh, from the Pistons, uh, given where they're at sort of in the competitiveness cycle. But uh, early returns have really been terrific. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 24.8 points per game so far. I mean, he really hasn't done this for, like, a long time. I mean, he was just, like, just like a solid rotation player for a while. But now he steps it up to a good a nice starter. Definitely. He's become really the focal point of the Pistons offense, which I think uh, it was a real question mark whether he'd be able to do that. But upping his usage to uh, now uh, over 25 uh, in, in this season, which really an area he's never been at before, but has met, managed to maintain his uh, his efficiency to a large degree. And I mean, I think there's still room for his, uh, his shooting to improve and maybe his scoring uh, to improve as well. I mean, given how much uh, volume he's now getting. Yeah, I mean, he's getting like 30... 30- 6.9 minutes per game, so he'll definitely be getting some run. Yeah, as long, I think as long as he stays healthy, he's in a great position to have uh, a clear-cut career year. I mean, his most points per game uh, in his career prior to this year was uh, a couple years ago in Oklahoma City in 1819. Uh, 13.6 points per game this year, 24.8. Uh, it's only nine games. Absolutely, and that's that's a fair thing to note. Um, but I think you know the, the number of attempts that he's getting now versus any other time in his career. I mean, he's averaging over eighteen field goal attempts per game really? so so far this year, and he's uh, only been up over ten once before. I mean, it was just barely uh, in the year I talked about a couple of years ago with uh, with the Thunder. So uh, d- definitely a real opportunity here for him to establish a, him himself at another level in terms of being an offensive performer in particular. For sure, I mean, and he's averaging making eight point six points. 8.6 field goal makes a game. Yeah, it's impressive stuff. And uh, obviously, yeah, we'll have to see if he's able to uh, to sustain things. But I think he's certainly going to have the opportunity to do so in Detroit. Yeah. And just want to mention, just notice this. Um, his real name, his real first name is Houston, not Jeremy. It's Houston Jeremy Grant. That's really interesting. I, I had not noticed that. And uh, so his name would be Houston Grant otherwise. Yes, very interesting. Yes, that would totally change our perspective of uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, and I wonder if that's the same for his brothers because he does have two brothers with J names. And maybe he wanted to like switch it to a J name because of his two brothers. I I think he's is he older than than these guys? I'm uh, no Jerry Grant's older. Jerry Grant is older as well. 
But so, look. Yeah, they do actually have H names. Very interesting. So Jerry and Grant's uh, real first name is Holden. And uh, Jerry Grant, the uh, the elder brother, who I don't think ever made it in the, into the league, is uh, Harvey Grant, like like their dad, who yeah. played in the NBA. So very interesting. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, I think it was Jerry's Grant's birthday. I just noticed happy birthday. <laughs> it's it's Jerry Grant's birthday as we record this, so we're really uh, really running down the uh, Jeremy Grant uh, uh, path here. Sorry about that, but let's get back to it. Yeah, let's get back to, uh, to to our rundown here. A couple of notable performances this week from uh, Andre Drummond and uh, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, I mean, with they've um, they've both of them have had um, twenty six points and 14, 20, 26 <laughs> points and twenty four rebounds on one night, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, you got to take a deep breath when you're saying something like that because uh, it, it's impressive stuff. I mean, anytime you see a 2020 game, uh, I think that really jumps off the page at you. Andre, Andre Drummond, uh, kind of the master of 2020 games. He's had more of them in recent memory than uh, than just about anybody. But uh, you don't necessarily expect that from Demonis Sabonis. But, no, you don't. Uh, obviously, both these guys can really board, can, uh, can get buckets, and uh, – yeah, it's impressive. I mean, you know, getting up to uh, 26 and 24, uh, those are some big, uh, chunky numbers. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, definitely wanted to uh, wanted to mention that. Let's talk a little bit also about uh, Pascal Siakam. Mm. What, uh. he's, what he's gotten up to so far this season. It's been a bit of an up-and-down run for him so far. Yeah, well, you were telling me that he, like, um, he, like, was frustrated and, like, went out of the game at- – during against um, Philly, and then did not dress for the next game. Yeah, it's just in the third game of the season. The Raptors uh, off to a disappointing start, to be sure. I think uh, some disappointment around the organization as uh, Giannis re-upped with the uh, with the Bucks. I know Giannis had long been the apple of, uh, of the Raptors' eye, and uh, they've been you know developing their team, uh, you know, to have the flexibility to go after him in uh, the coming summer as a free agent. That's off the table now. Raptors have gotten off to an 0-3 start to start this season. And uh, as I understand it, Siakam uh, left the bench, went right back to the locker room during that loss to the Sixers. And uh, Nick Nurse uh, drew the line, wasn't going to wasn't gonna take that, uh, th- that kind of behavior, didn't dress him against the Knicks where the uh, Raptors got their first win of the season. And uh, But it's looked better since, uh, since he's come back into the lineup. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got a win in their last game, and they've gotten a bit back on track. Um, I mean – Two and six, not great, but I think they'll still have a chance at maybe getting a bottom playoff spot. Definitely. I mean, if they can ride the ship from here, they'll be they'll, they'll be in decent shape. But still, I think I mean, there's not not that much uh, not that many games off the board uh, so far. See, and, and Siakam, uh, you know, returning to form is going to be a big part of that. I think. I mean, his yeah. most recent game, just shy of a triple double, one one rebound shy with uh, 17 points, 12 assists, and nine rebounds. And uh, shooting more effectively, maybe uh, working some of the the worst shots out of his game. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to see if he's able to uh, to live up to to you know his his stature at this point. I mean, he's he's a guy who the Raptors are relying upon, and as he goes, the team's going to go for a while. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely seems that way. So it'll be something to keep an eye on as, uh, as as we keep watching the league this year. Unfortunately, we have to get to uh, to some injuries uh, here. I mean, the injuries are a part of every week in the NBA, and uh, certainly with uh, with coronavirus still out there in our society, uh, it's showing up in the NBA as well. Yeah. So, um, Michael Fourth, Michael Fultz, and Thomas Bryant have torn ACLs and are out for the season. 
Yeah, big time bummer. I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about these guys. I mean, Markel Fultz just got uh, just got paid. He's off to a good start. Big Magic, we're off to a good start, and now he's done. Yeah, and Thomas Bryant. I mean, we saw the injury. It did not look good. No, it looked real bad. It just came down awkwardly on his leg, and I mean, you could see it bending in an unnatural way, as you sometimes do when guys have serious injuries. You know, Kai who has a real big body. I mean, he's an NBA center. I mean, you know, things are liable to go good. wrong. He's had a really good start to the season. I mean, I, I think you know he was uh, setting up as, uh, as as a real piece for the Wizards going forward, and um, you know, he's uh, he's gone just like that. Yeah, and also, um, well, let's get to um, Bogdan Bogdanovich and um, Killian Hayes. Um, how long is Bogdan out? I don't think we know yet. Bogdan Bogdanovich with a knee injury uh, just recently. And uh, we'll see how serious that is. But I think the the ex expectation, excuse me, is that he'll be out for at least a few weeks. Yeah, and um, Killian Hayes out for the season. As yeah. A too. yeah, really tough blow. I mean, he had a, had a hip injury, has a hip injury, which, uh, not you know, common. not very common and has definitely kept players out for quite some time in the past, as I understand it. I mean, I don't think we know exactly the severity of the injury. And, uh, you know, he's young. So, I mean, that, that ought, ought to help him in coming back. I mean, they're just uh, 20 years old right now. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunate to lose the development time that he will this season. I mean, I know he, he'd gotten some minutes for the Pistons out of the gate. Uh, hadn't performed all that well. But, I mean, you know, talking about a, a really young point guard coming into the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, expectations were, uh, you know, under control, I think, for for, for him as, as he was getting started. But obviously going to lose some really important time right now, which is uh, a bummer, to be sure. Yeah. I also want to mention um, Jason Tatum who is um, out for coronavirus. Yeah, he's uh, apparently uh, tested positive for uh, for coronavirus and is uh, out for the next couple of weeks. Obviously, we hope uh, he recovers smoothly, doesn't uh, have too many uh, symptoms, and uh, is able to get back as quickly as possible. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're seeing uh, coronavirus pop up around the NBA right now. I mean, that Tyrese Maxey game we were mentioning earlier. Due to coronavirus. Yeah, they were missing a lot of players due to coronavirus. I've just seen in preparation for this episode, uh, this morning as we're recording, the uh, Mavericks have a number of uh, coronavirus cases as well. Uh, Maxi Kleba is out for uh, the next two weeks uh, due to you know contact tracing related stuff, and there are a few other players as well who are unavailable. Luca. Luca's still available as far as far as I know, but um, yeah, I mean this is the kind of stuff we're going to be seeing all season, I think. Yeah, I agree. There could be some um, very weird games. Definitely. I mean, yeah, some really shorthanded teams, teams that are uh, signing guys uh, right off the street and then playing them. I mean, uh, I did see um, – I actually should have put this in the uh, in the rundown. They're working on getting the G League running in uh, in, in one location. I think it's going to be in the bubble, the, the spot where they held the bubble in, uh, in Florida. And uh, hopefully they'll give uh, some of these – Guys who are trying to make the league an opportunity to uh, to get to get ready, get you know, get warm, and, and hopefully uh, you know be ready to get called up to these other teams as uh, openings arise. Yeah, I think there could be a lot of those. For sure. Let's uh, let, let's also mention our guy uh, Chimizi Metu. Off to a phenomenal start in, the, in, uh, in in limited minutes so far <laughs> this season. That was uh, a wonderful uh, Chimizi call there. Uh, our our guy is uh, is. With the Kings this year. Yep, the golfer. The golfer, as he's known uh, in, in, our, in our house. And he's off to a terrific start. I mean, he's got uh, only played 11 minutes so far, but uh, 13 points, uh, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, a couple of blocks, uh, one for one from three. I mean, really just amazing rate stats right now. I mean, yeah, last year he actually scored 58 points. <laughs> for the season. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, off to a really good start in the minutes that he's played. In all seriousness, uh, has looked really active and uh, and engaged in the few minutes that he's played. And uh, yeah, just hope he uh, hope he gets some more opportunity with the Kings. So yeah. Good start. By the way, um, mentioning that fifty eight points was totally ridiculous because um, I thought that was his career high and stuff, but I was completely wrong. Yeah, he was just looking at the uh, total number of points that Chimizu Metu scored in the uh, 2019-2020 season for the Spurs. Yeah, I'm sure you're glad to know that. Uh, anything else you want to say about Chimizu Metu? Uh, I, I knew you were, you were thinking about uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. as well. He's off to yeah, a great start. Yeah, Kenyon Martin Jr. definitely off to a great start with seven points per game in one game, and he played five minutes. I mean, seven points in five minutes is, is pretty nice. Yeah, sometimes, you know, these really small samples uh, produce numbers that uh, jump off the page at you. And, you know, you never know what these guys could do with more runs. So it'd be interesting to, uh, to monitor uh, both those guys' situations and uh, other players who are just getting their feet. Wait, 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 wait. Per 36 minutes, Kenny and Martin Jr. has 50.4 points per game. That's got to be close to the record. It's a lot. I think it's a little bit less than uh, than Chimizu met to, but it is, uh, no, didn't it is pretty impressive. No, did well, let's uh, no. Let, let's take a quick break here, and we'll uh, we'll be back in just a moment to uh, to wrap up this week's show. And we're back to uh, wrap up this week's episode. We'll uh, say goodbye to another member of the uh, NBA family who's uh, departed this earth in uh, the last couple of weeks. Actually, died on uh, December 29th. Prior to our previous record, we were uh, more focused on Paul Westfall and Casey Jones in last week's episode. But uh, this week, we remember uh, James Hardy, who uh, was uh, also a San Francisco alum, along with uh, Casey Jones. Uh, Mills, any thoughts on uh, James Hardy? Yeah, he was a solid player, I guess. I mean, he got, unfortunately died at 80, 64, um, 64 years and 20, 28 days. I mean, born on December 1st, 1958, if you just want to know. 1956. That is. 1956, sorry. Yeah, played uh, played four years in the NBA with the uh, with the Jazz, both in New Orleans and in Utah. Uh, you know, kind of a role player. Uh, guy averaged around uh, twenty one minutes, uh, twenty one point six minutes during his career. Yeah. But uh, contributed to the to the NBA during his uh, two hundred and forty nine career regular season games. So solid player. Solid player. Eleventh uh, overall pick in the uh, nineteen seventy eight. NBA draft out of uh, San Francisco, as we mentioned. Yeah, trying to think of an 11th overall pick. We can't think of one right now. How about uh, Clay Thompson? It was. Wonderful 11th overall pick. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's, let's wrap up this episode with a uh, discussion of our MVPs to this, uh, at this early point in the season. Obviously, a lot to be figured out between now and the end of the season. But um, where do things stand for you right now, Mills? Um, I don't know. I just really don't know. I and mean, there's so many options. Like Bradley Beal scored so much. I mean, I mean, like uh, LeBron. I know has got off to a great start. Um, Paul George. I mean, yeah. There's so many different players I could choose from. Yeah, there's a lot of directions you could take it. I think when you're looking at MVP, a lot of times you're you're really looking at uh, the top teams and like who has contributed the most off of some of the teams that have performed the best. And I think one of the real challenges is in the early season. Is the teams are pretty closely bunched. I mean, you know, you look, look at, uh, you know, the the top of the East, the top of the West. These teams are seven and three. You're looking at the uh, the Celtics and the Sixers at the top of the East, the uh, the Lakers and the Suns at the top of the West, and even all the way to the bottom. I mean, you have teams that are, you know, two and seven, two and eight. I mean, it really only amounts to, to a few games difference. Yeah. Because we're so early in the season. I think I'm going to pick um, LeBron James. 
I think that, I mean, I think that's a great choice. I mean, you know, if, if the Lakers had the best record in the league and you can't make a really clear case that Anthony Davis has been the best player on the Lakers, I think LeBron has a great chance to actually win the award. Yeah, I mean, um, I know Seku Smith would uh, definitely agree with me on that category again. <laughs> he he would, but I mean, <laughs> like like his uh, MVP ladder. I mean, our, our opinions on this are, are undoubtedly going to change over the course of the season yes. as well. Um, it, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, I think Luca, uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, has really asserted himself uh, this past week. If he's able to, you know, keep up his uh, triple doubling ways and the uh, Mavericks rise in the in the Western Conference standings. He's going to be a strong contender. I would say the same about Giannis. I mean, I know he's won the last two years. There's some MVP voter fatigue. People might not want to vote for him, you know, year after year after year. How come? Just been a, a, a trend that people have noticed in uh, in NBA uh, MVP voting over the years. You know, uh, wanting to mix it up a little bit. You know, like get some new blood in there. You know, new MVP. You know, people get bored of voting for the same people. So. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I mean, if Giannis ends up deserving it and uh, if he ends up getting it. I mean, I could see Steph making a move for MVP as well. I mean, he, he yeah. could be back on top. I mean, if the Warriors are able to finish, you know, and maybe top three or four spots in the Western Conference, I mean, yeah. he would be a huge part of that in all likelihood. Yeah. Um, Seko Smith did say he would be number five. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Seko Smith, if you're listening, we were we were listening to you, and uh, especially Emilio. It's paying close attention to uh, what you had going on there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right, we're we're, ha- we're having fun here. Uh, I, I think I would take LeBron as well right yeah. now, but I mean, obviously, you know, very much subject to uh, to change with uh, more information as we acquire it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody really, I feel like could now, but <laughs> not anybody, but like a bunch of the good players. Yeah, a bunch of the top players, really. really. I mean, you know, Nikola Jokic has been great so far, too. But, I mean, the Nuggets are four and five. So, you know, had a couple of games gone differently, we could be talking about him as an MVP candidate, too. So. Yeah, just to mention, this is, like, how the season have gone so far, not what we think is going to happen, like Sykes Sure, sure. Right, right. Sykes Smith is, is, is projecting <laughs> what he thinks is going to happen. All right, seems like we better end this episode before uh, we devolve into, uh, into giggles. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, th- thanks very much for, uh, for for listening, and we will uh, we'll join you again next week. Bye.